0: Feeling lost and alone? Looking for validation from your partner only to find the feeling of rejection and continued frustration? You're together yet so far apart. Now your frustration has turned into disdain and resentment. Your insecurities have begun to affect every aspect of your life. Ironically, you have now become the cold and detached one, shielding yourself from the uncertainties of your relationships. Dr. April Brown has created Bringing Intimacy Back, a series of discussions that are designed to help you reclaim what you have lost along the way. Dr. April will help you rediscover and reconnect to the intimate relationship your heart so desires. Go to www.bringingintimacyback.com today and
1: let the healing begin. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back show, where intimacy is real. On this show, we aim to help you increase the intimate connections with your significant other, your family, your business network, your community, your higher power. We give you the secret power to intimacy, to create a life you love or love the life you create. Well, today we have a very special guest on our show and a very special topic that we're going to talk about. Our topic today is balancing love and law. And we have some wonderful divorce lawyers who's going to guide us on how to keep the spark. But they're not only going to guide us in the sense of, you know, well, they're giving us information, but they're also living it, okay? They're living how to live and work together and even parenting together. And what I mean about that they're, actually live in it. It's not because I know right now that many of us are stuck at home and are maybe kind of working or working from home, dealing with the children and stuff with this coronavirus. And we're like, oh my gosh, how can we balance it all? And so what's really great is right now I have experts who have been doing it prior to the coronavirus, but are also still doing it now. So I would like to welcome Ashley and Christopher Bruce. How are you guys doing? Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you.
2: Great. Doing great. Uh, cool to be a part of this. Thank you for having us on.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for being on the show. And um, as I introduce them and, and they're going to talk about their story, but I just wanted to let you guys know that this couple here is really, really special and unique. And I've actually seen them in work and how they connect. And so I really wanted to bring this topic up and for us to talk about it because many of us are struggling right now in the sense of trying to balance it all. So, but the first thing that I kind of want to know um, is how did this journey of the U- you two even meet as lawyers or whatever the case may be? Yes, back in the day.
2: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, um, I met Ashley at a, a Florida become a lawyer you have to take a licensure type test they call it the bar exam and there was a beautiful a girl in front of me and she turned around and gave me her name but a couple of days later not her phone number
3: and <laughs> a little bit, you,
2: know. you know a little back and forth maybe a first date and then a second first date and a, a couple of kids and eight years married later um, here we are here um, we are uh, so it's, it's been a, a fun road, but she did not give me her number to start.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. So uh, Chris, you were going, you both were about to take your bar exam. Yeah. I,
2: yes. yeah.
1: <laughs> and you notice a beautiful woman in front of you. Wow.
2: I, I, I did. And I, I wasn't expecting it. I, I was yeah. on a, a vacation. I'm like, Oh, great. Here we go. Cause they have a, it's like an eight week class. I finally got out of law school away from away from the lawyers and, you know, our lawyers to be, and I'm like, all right, here we go again. And I, I never expected to meet the love of my life Sometimes sitting right in front of me.
0: Sometimes you just have to turn around and say hello and spark up a conversation, so.
2: Oh, that's where the yeah. spark. Comes.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: and so um, on that, how did you guys get that spark, that passion? Where does it come well, from? It, you know, it, it just comes from um, connecting on
0: so many different levels, I think. Um, at first, you know, obviously it wasn't there, it, it, it took a little bit of time because we had two first dates, um, one spaced out a couple months after the other, and then, you know, just we just connected on so many different levels, um, just emotionally, um, you know, physically, uh, just our interests, and um, really that's just how it started. It, 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 it's grown from there. We've developed interests that we both enjoy together now, too. That's been fun.
2: Yeah, I think that was a big, a big probably part of it. Looking back, uh, we each—little did we know it at the time, maybe—but you know, we each liked um, comedians. Um, Ashley loved to play tennis, so did I. Like a lot of our early dates, like we we did things that we both enjoyed, and you know, we came together as a couple. But we would do things we both enjoyed together, and I mean, still now, we I think we both. At least on most days, like being lawyers, we get to do that. We have hobbies, we have kids, and okay. it's just um, trying to have common interests. I think it's a big part of it. Okay,
1: yeah. And you guys talked about, and she talked about the connection, and this show is about intimacy and intimate connections. What does that mean to you guys?
2: Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, what comes to mind for me is I. I think that one of the biggest things that we do is we just try to talk to each other about their day, what's going on in their their life, and actually try to listen and actually care about what the other person's saying. And I think, I guess, that creates a sense that we're connected to each other, caring about each other that maybe flows through to um, a lot of other parts of our life. I, I guess for me, it's a lot about communication. And- yeah,
0: absolutely. And listening and, and truly listening not just waiting to talk um you know when when he says something that's bothering him or he had a particularly hard incident in a day kind of um digging a little bit into that and exploring that as well um and that kind of you know that that brings intimacy out in our connection as well with just talking to each other and understanding each other uh,
1: on a different level
3: yeah
1: yeah i noticed that when um one of you guys talk you gaze at the other Yeah.
3: So is that what you're
1: talking about in the sense of the listening? Yes, yes.
0: yes. It's like deep, thoughtful listening, which is really, really a nice thing that I think both of us actually do. Even when the kids are in bed, one of the things that we really look forward to is just um, downloading everything, not necessarily work-related, but just mm-hmm. kind of, uh, we call it, sometimes we call it gossip. What's the gossip of the day? To just kind of share with each other what we've
1: experienced throughout the day.
2: Yeah, I'd so say that's a big part of it, too.
1: Right. And I know
2: since you're both the lawyers, you connect on that level, I guess. Yeah. And I, I think that's made our relationship, I guess, maybe easier. I don't think you have to do the same thing as your, your spouse, but it's, it's certainly, you know, I think has helped both of us appreciate each other's day a little bit more. Um, I mean, now we, we work together, but it wasn't always that way. And I mean, she could have a a tough day and we each kind of understood what each other was was going through, or we could easier relate to each other. I don't think we have to do the same thing to relate to the other person, but I I think Mm -hmm. it's been quite helpful. And
0: and it's understanding each other too. Like uh, if I had to work on a weekend or if we have a particularly pressing hearing coming up, he could empathize and understand what it's like to be in that situation. So that has certainly helped, you know, instead of saying, why are you working all weekend? It's more right. like, you know, um, how, how, what can I do to help comfort you during this
1: particularly difficult time? Awesome, yes. And so um, I'm curious also that the passion of law is it the same for both of you guys? How did you guys get into law, each of you? We
0: have, I think we have different paths. Yeah. Um, my path was always pretty direct. Uh, my mom it was a divorce attorney, divorce and bankruptcy attorney for 30 years here in South Florida. Um, so just kind of following her and her instilling the passion in law and, and helping people and be was a, it's a pretty direct path. I went, you know, straight through uh, undergrad. I minored in legal studies while I was at UCF and then straight to law school. So it's, it's always been a pretty direct path for me. Yeah.
2: I was, I was a little different, but my mom had something to do with it too. Um. Okay. <laughs> But uh, my mom and, da- and dad, um, they, they both encouraged me to go to law school. They thought that I should go into something that, um, you know, would be a, a stable platform. They both were. My mom's a CPA and she was um, like um, Ashley's mom, kind of entered into the profession at a time to where there weren't any women doing it and she had to work very hard uh, to get where she was at and my dad um you know was in law enforcement and he had to work very hard and i think they wanted to see my sister and i do something to where you know maybe they didn't have to we didn't have to work two shifts of a full-time job um, to have a comfortable family and they kind of told me to do it but I, I was supposed to be a tax lawyer and then i really liked business transactions and i started at some super huge law firm the last time we were going into a recession mm-hmm. Okay. So, yes. uh, that was very short lived and, um, a divorce lawyer, um, uh, I, I came to know in town, gave me the opportunity and I never thought I would be doing this and making a career out of it. But after I was given a chance from somebody who was very good at, uh, what they did to learn how to do it, um, I really enjoyed it. So, um, why, uh, why move on from that? So it's, it's fun. It's been I, I enjoy it. And...
0: it particularly rewarding, I think, for both of us to be able to help
2: people and yeah. What we do, it's, it's divorce lawyers, is you really, you really deal with the person, and you see them hopefully, you know, not all the time, but when we try to get our desired results, getting the person from an unhappy place um, oftentimes to a place where they're happier and, and, you know, more respectful of themselves and easier, you know, easier capable of smiling each day. And it's just you really do a life transition, um, and it really is motivating when you see that work to be part of it.
1: Right, definitely, and um, the one thing that I was so impressed by you guys as lawyers, and even as you're just talking about, you like to help families out in relationships. You also have this site called um, Stay Married Florida, which is kind of like, um, may some people may think it's like the opposite kind of what of what you do. Yeah, what inspired you to create a website and the whole you know system called Stay Married Florida?
2: The biggest part of it um, was that we wanted to give people a chance to have some resources to hopefully avoid divorce. You know, I I was doing um, divorce and family law a few years before um, Ashley and I joined together. And you just see as the divorce happens, it really affects not just the family getting divorced, but the people that rely on, you know, the family, the kids in the future, not always things that can't be, you know, surmountable, but it it really, it affects more than just one relationship. It affects almost the whole ecosystem of people around it. So we wanted to try to create a platform to where people could learn more about maybe, you know, stepping back from the conflict in the relationship and trying to, you know, fix what was... And still has the potential to be, uh, you know, a good thing. Bring the intimacy back, so to speak. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's oftentimes there was, you know, a true spark with people at some point in time. You know, years or children or an acute event in their lives might, you know, put out the spark, but it doesn't, you know, mean they they shouldn't try to reignite it. And divorce is there. There are people who need it. But in my view, many people don't.
1: Yeah, yeah. So sometimes you guys are seen sparks and couples that are trying to get divorced and you're providing a resource. Yes. yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. How long have you guys been doing that?
2: What is it? I think the website was 2012 probably. So, website. um, yeah. yeah, so I guess it's probably seven, eight years. And I, you know, I think we both realized early on that it was really important for people to take a step back and think about their relationship and, you know at least try to to get help from people like you and and you know see if they can make things work if there isn't violence or a personality disorder and uh, we wanted to put that out there just seeing what divorce did ashley grew up and you know her parents right. were divorced you know it's still very much part of her lives that we see all the time but you know it's just it, it's really important once my parents are still married and i just saw what divorce did to people and actually lived through it and we wanted to try to help the people who can avoid it, maybe have a better okay. chance at it.
1: Yeah, interesting, well, wonderful, yeah. And as I said earlier, you guys don't also just talk about it, you actually do it. And you're working together, living together, raising a family, how do you guys balance it all?
0: That's That's <laughs> a really great question. I think we're still trying to figure the right answer out to that. Um, it's kind of a day-by-day day thing, you know, um, especially now in the in the situation with, with everything's going on, um, okay. trying to balance the children and working and the home and everything else. Um, I just, I feel like it's more, um, we, we approach it more in a sense of a team versus, mm-hmm. oh, I'm doing everything, you know, here and he does nothing or, right. you know, I do this and she does nothing. I can't believe, you know, that. So we don't really look at it, um, you know, as a negative thing. It's more of an outlook, a positive outlook on things, in a, in a in a team approach to how we tackle and balance everything. You know, if I if I have to do a consultation with a new client, he'll kind of step in and manage the kids while, well, you know, obviously he has other really demanding things
1: going on too. But it's it's all a balance, um, and it's a t- it's really teamwork. Okay. Yes. Well, that's exactly kind of what we want to talk and to get more into detail about your team, teamwork and how you guys do it. But we're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, we're going to get into the the meat and bones of how does this teamwork actually works and give out some resource and stuff. We'll be back in a short moment.
3: During this difficult time that we are all facing, many people are in need of someone to talk to. One option is speaking to a therapist to express your anxieties. If you're feeling isolated or just need someone that will listen and help you with coping skills to get through. Dr. April Brown is now accepting new clients and is working with her existing clients through distance video counseling. The services are through a secure online HIPAA web based practice management platform called simple practice. This technology can provide a secure two-way interactive video counseling session over the internet. For more information about video counseling, please email Dr. April Brown at info at DrAprilBrown.com or you may call 239-565-6921. Thank you. And remember, We are all in this together.
1: Hi, welcome back to Bringing Intimacy, where intimacy is real. So um, just a moment ago, Ashley and Christopher were talking to us about how they balance work and living together and and, um, raising children as a team. And they go about it as a team. And so I'm really curious, in the sense of this whole team effort, um, how does that effectively work? Do you guys have business meeting? Is there a schedule? Are there roles? Explain how it goes.
0: It's a divide and conquer kind of um, uh, team approach that yeah. we do. Uh, Chris Moore manages, and I'll let, I'll let you talk more about this too. He manages kind of the operations um, of our business. I like to meet with the new clients to uh, you know, just meet with them and try to help them as best as I can. Um, and then we both, we both pitch in pretty, pretty much on the children, of course. We have to give credit to grandparents because mm-hmm. we would not be able to do anything without them. But um, it's really, it, it's, it's kind of more of a role-based system, and it's not um, any hierarchy or anything like that. It's all, uh, we're all on equal uh, footing, or that's how I feel.
2: Yeah. And we, we tried, it was tricky when we started to, to work together or we thought it might be tricky. We're like, how do we, how do we do this to where, you know, somebody isn't somebody's boss or we're not reporting to each other. You know, we thought maybe that, that could get us into uh, your office a little quicker than um, us staying in ours. And, you know, we kind of thought, okay, well, why don't we just break up the major roles that, that we have? And, you know, we're both lawyers, you know, we can do a lot of the same things, but why not break it up? So we're, you know, kind of pitching in together as a team and each kind of doing things and and working together on those things. Did
1: you actually have to write
2: it down? We did actually in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Um, we took one, one day, her mother, um, you know, graciously like she does a lot, um, very helpful. Um, took the little ones and we took a Saturday and we're like, all right, it's two weeks from now. We're going to be working together. She was leaving her law firm. Like, how are we actually going to do this? (laughs) And, um, yeah, we, we wrote it down. We figured out what our roles were going to be. And I mean, it's evolved over time. Yeah. We we kind of have what was supposed to be a weekly business meeting, but I feel like we, we keep falling out of it. But we talk every day, kind of at the end of the day, just about everything. And it's, I think, worked so far pretty well. been
0: working so far, absolutely. I mean, he's, in, in what we do, he's considered the specialist. Um, he's board certified. So it's very few attorneys in the state that are board certified. So he's... He knows a lot about the family law aspects, and sometimes I have to ask him about the details of, you know, nuanced issues. Sometimes, so uh, it it works well with yeah. him not saying, you know, do this or do that or anything like that to me, okay. because I also, I mean, I also feel like I'm pretty accomplished in my career as well. So um, it, we've been able to really not make it hierarchical or anything okay. like that. So it's been it's been wonderful so far. Good, good.
1: Um, I know he- we have um, some Facebook people that are listening. And so Heather on Facebook has a question. Like, do you guys set up certain um, quiet times for each other? Like, you know, have a time for myself. And how That's do you guys keep the spark in love alive? That's a great question. Um, I strongly
0: believe that you definitely need time for yourself to recharge, um, especially if you're a little bit independent, which I feel we both mm-hmm. are. Um, just recently I have developed um, I have uh, come back into something that I've actually really enjoyed as a child it was horseback riding so now um, I get to do that uh, periodically you know throughout the week whenever I have the opportunity to do so so that's one one area that I'm taking the time for
1: myself to Mm -hmm. to recharge and and feel a little bit uh, is it on the schedule that you do it ever so often um, yeah, it's, it's on a schedule.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, she's able to do it. Usually there's a couple of nights a week to where, you know, she's able to go do that. I and mean, one, one thing in, in one of the mornings and um, I'm working on having mine, but I think it's good to have like, we kind of talked, it's like good to be able to, I mean, we often go do the horse stuff together too, yes, but to be able to have something you can separately kind of pursue, um, you know, to have a little bit of space is, is probably a pretty healthy thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, good, good. So, also,
1: um, in, in the sense of you guys working together, is there challenges of working together so closely at home all the time? Because for many of us, this is new. You know what I'm saying? you are oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yes, 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 <laughs> yeah. How has that um, changed your relationship? Spending so much time together now, and
0: absolutely, you have to have boundaries. Um, very important. Um. Uh, you know, I call it like, for example, I'll just give you some examples. You know, when you're going to bed at night and you're laying in bed and you're trying to fall asleep, you can't be talking about work at that, uh, at that point. You know, you can't do pillow talk, talk about work. So that's just one example. Um, I think it's important to set boundaries. Okay. Um, often I'll want to talk to him about certain issues um, that I'm dealing with as part of our business, but sometimes I'll restrain myself and say, okay, you know, there's a right time for this. I know that he's dealing with,
1: do like You
2: guys have a cutoff time of uh, business talk? No, I don't, really? I mean, nothing rigid. For okay. Us. I mean, okay.
1: Well,
2: okay. Sometimes we probably break it, because I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we do both like what we, we do. Yeah. We love the people. We have a great team that we like, you know, doing it it with. And I mean, when we first started, we're kind of like she would we would come home with, you know, what's the gossip? And, you know, we didn't talk about confidential client things or anything like that but we were kind of wondering hey we're going to work together like how's there going to be gossip because we're working together but there's (laughs) there's always something i I don't know (laughs) we found gossip Um,
1: yes yeah and so also um in the sense of um spending just time by yourself and then spending time as a couple how do you guys fit that in do you have a support system or how does because you guys have um Children, young children.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, we have uh, children three and
0: four years old. Wow. Um, yeah. They, so they're you know they're always around. Um, uh, we we have definitely a support system. Again, the grandparents are vital. Yes. for okay. finding appropriate childcare that look like the, the kids are going to be fine if you leave them with a babysitter right. on a Saturday night. Um, you know, it's I, I feel strongly that it's important. To have a very strong relationship together, Chris does okay. too, because everything stems from that. Um, right. That's really the pillar, I feel. So, so you know, if, if we need time together, which we often take actually, yeah. um, when everything opens up again, we like to go out on our date nights um, okay. every other weekend or so. So we feel like that's very strong.
1: Good. How have you guys been managing? Is the daycares closed now, I'm assuming?
2: They A-R. are yes. yes. Um, how are
1: you managing with two little ones? And um, yeah, the attention spans are sh- short. I'm sure. I'm sure the same
0: way your other listeners are managing. Um, it's a mixture of you know elatedness and oh wow, they're home all the time. I get to spend so much time with them. To oh my gosh, I'm pulling my hair out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we're lucky that they're not of school age yet, so it's not like I have we have to sit down and you know okay. homeschool them. So that's an added. Um, added
2: issue that a lot of people are facing, but, um, it's been, been a track. It's, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's tricky though. I mean, there's no magic bullet to it. I don't no. think there's a perfect answer and thank goodness for our family, especially her mom, you know, who's very close, um, to us, uh, uh in relationship and in proximity. I mean, she's been a constant with right. uh, watching the kids. Um, so we could do stuff like this. Although who knows, we might get a knock. They might pop in. We'll see. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> okay. So when you guys, um, some people feel bad about asking their parents to help out, but you guys are pretty good at doing that.
2: All right. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And they've been, especially her mom, but also you know her dad and my parents. Um, they've been very generous. They're, I think they like to. They know I maybe we need some time together every now and then, and um, they're very helpful. Thankfully. And, um, and
0: if you that. can't, if the parents don't do it, there are other ways. I mean, I, you can't. You can't really make excuses. You, there, there are right. babysitters out there that are maybe somebody at the school. And that's what actually we did. We, we got somebody at the school and not affiliated with the school at all, but like, it's an independent, you know, okay. taken. And, and so there, there are no excuses to, to getting somebody out there to help you watch right. the children if possible.
1: Okay, good. Yeah. And so actually, um, a couple of other questions that are coming up as lawyers, you guys are always um, sometimes dealing with negativity. How do you not let that affect you guys in your
2: relationships that's tricky at at times i I think at least for me it it just as a divorce lawyer you you see okay well here's what people are doing that are making them have maybe unhappy relationships um maybe let's try not to do that one of the reasons i got to try to know a lot of therapists very early on um you know the Help understand what are the maybe the ways I don't end up like these people, but it's hard when you're you're you want to be lawyers. Most people want to be lawyers to help people, and you see people who have pain, and you can't fix it. Sometimes as the attorney, that's very difficult. And and they're
0: doing the same thing over and. I mean, we've divorced one client before, and they were getting remarried to somebody that was just like their ex-spouse. And you just want to say, stop the cycle. You know, (laughs) like realize what's happening. So. Um, that is negativity when you can't help someone realize mm-hmm. things. That's, I mean, that's what yeah, professionals
2: yeah. like yourself are for. Um, um I, I found like they always say, like I heard, Oh, meditate and exercise. All the world's problems will go away. And you know, when I actually do it, it actually does help a good bit. And I mean, I, yes, I, it does. I, I'm i a weekend redneck. I drive a pickup truck, but I, when it gets really bad, I mean, I'll sit there with that call map thing on the phone and it does actually make a difference. Um, so does it's a little bit of exercise. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, another question that's come up, um, not all lawyers, but some lawyers are very stubborn um, when you get in the field and you're able to argue pretty well. How do you guys keep the balance of um, not, or how do you guys argue, or how do you resolve conflict? Um, because you're very, both are very talented at it.
0: Yes, um, I we I think we just both try to look at the big picture in mm-hmm. things. Okay. Um, That is really the path that we mostly take. If there's something that we're both headstrong on, I think we'll both take take a step back, take a breath, you know, and we always, or at least I always ask myself, will this matter in a day, uh, a week, a year? Is this, is this really going to, you know, be, is this, should I really fight about this issue or is it just another issue in life? Um, Do I feel like, uh, you know, just having the proper perspective on things and not loo- loo- losing the forest for the trees is is really vital when there's some issue that's uh, you know come between us. A lot of times, though, we talk through things. Yeah. Um, it's a mutual decision. It's never you know one person making the decision and the other one having to deal with it. Although. I have adopted a few cats that he had to deal with as a result, and he's been good so
1: far.
2: At a certain <laughs> point, it's uh you, you deal with getting the yes, then it's just say yes.
1: <laughs> okay, good. good, good. So what you're saying is you did a lot of um, self-reflecting. You do a lot. i of say so. Absolutely. Yeah. So you do. Yeah. And just
0: kind of make making sure instead of focusing on what that you know like. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Like, what is the bigger picture? You know, I don't want to lose. What is it? I don't want to win the battle and lose the war. So just, you just have to kind of put things in perspective. I think that's important.
1: Okay. Putting things in perspective and understanding, like you said, what's truly, what truly matters.
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What's your value system and, and that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um, I know you guys talked a little bit about self-care and I think I know you ride horses and
2: then
0: I just got back into it. Okay. Adopted one. We just adopted one from, uh, yeah, that
2: was off Facebook from Tennessee. sight on scene. Sight
0: on scene. it was definitely a risk. It's been been going okay so far.
2: So so you guys have a
1: horse and three cats. Three indoor
0: cats. We have three indoor cats and probably 10 or 15 outdoor that, um, We're gonna kill, and I said, Joe, just bring them over to our house. He goes, How
2: many you have? I said, Oh, there's five outdoor. We we have. I mean, we're I guess crazy cat people in in a sense, but where we live, it's uh, it's called Loxahatchee Florida, and it's um, it's like more wooded yards, and you know the the you know you can only see about four or five cats at one time. The rest okay.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, cool. Uh, so yeah, so it's discovering old passions, you know, horseback riding. One of his passions is to get on the water and go out fishing. So we're, we're making a, an effort to do that um, as much as possible. Um, mm-hmm. weekends. So it's, it's, you know, yeah, it's important to do self care for sure. And yeah, def-
1: so, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then we have a question out there. Um, as a mom, I'm just trying to think you've got two babies, a full time job, all these animals hot and got it clean. How do you even do it? Oh. Uh, you got
0: to get help. Um, <laughs> you know, you can't you can't do everything yourself. Just, you have to recognize that. You can't be perfect at everything. I'm not a perfect mom. I know that. I yell yes, you and I'm picky, okay, honey, so you have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys I, do I, a lot of validating. Yeah, <laughs> so you just have to realize that, you know, you're not going to be perfect at everything. And where, and you have to identify where you need help. Um, You know, I'm, you know, like the house. I have somebody who helps me with the house just because I don't want to spend my whole Saturday doing that every week. So you just have to, you have to acknowledge um, where maybe you need help and you have to get that
2: help. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I also noticed um, just in that interaction that you guys tend to always um, validate each other and have each other's Mm -hmm. back. It was that just... Something easy that happened, or oh, you had to work on that?
0: Um, I, I think it's just our personality yeah. type. You want to make each other feel good. Yeah. I mean, you want to make your partner <laughs> feel good and elevate them. Um, you know, other people, if other people start doing that, they might say, you know, what? why am I with you when you're making me feel bad all the time? So you yeah. just want to, you know, spend a little bit of time to elevate the other person. So thank you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah
1: good 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 besides being lawyers you guys have written the books
2: oh yeah we've got a few of them
1: (laughs) yes yes yes
2: tell us a little bit about your books um well our uh our best sellers so to speak we don't really sell them we give them away they're on amazon but we pretty much i think we met over a couple of the books we were given out at one of the conferences um yes but uh, you know the, the most popular one is how to divorce your controlling manipulative narcissistic husband there you go oh boy (laughs) but uh what inspired this one what do you say what inspired this book here that was we i I tried to identify before ashley and i were working together i I had some great law partners and uh, we went in a different direction and as i was forming the um you know what is now our firm. I tried to think of who are the clients that we actually enjoy helping the most. Who are the people that really make us feel fulfilled and helping? And I was a little surprised to find out, but it was actually mostly women who were married to, you know, you know abusive jerks. Um, and you know, when you try to get more into it, you could see, okay, well, these people have. The husbands have these narcissistic type personality disorders. I mean, I'm not, I don't have your credentials to diagnose people, but generally they meet the type of criteria and diminish the women in their lives to where they almost don't have a voice and no sense of self-value. And the clients that were really enjoyable to work um, with were those that kind of recognized that was going on. Usually we're working with the therapist to change their life. And knew that through the divorce it was a necessary thing to separate themselves from what is was quite frankly an abuser so um, we figured out hey these are the people that we really like to help why don't we try to you know send some messaging out to um, help those people and then maybe have more of a client base that are people that you know we really you know always enjoy helping and um, also we mix that in with a lot about the law is confusing there's not a lot of Mm -hmm information out there that at least we as lawyers feel is accurate. So we wanted to also try. Ah, hey, there's another one. Um, uh, You got them all. You still kept them. Um, But we want to try to get the information out. So even if people can't, you know, work with us or they're another area of the state or cannot, you know, they're not the right match for our services, they can still be helped by what we do. Um, So... That's that's the story, and we're sticking to it. (laughs) Okay, yes.
1: And just to let you guys know that these two books here are, like you said, that are free. Yes. And so, yes, yes. So, we're about to take our next commercial break. And in our commercial break, this time, we would love to hear about your practice, what you guys do, and what you guys offer. So, just go ahead and take it away. Yes.
2: All right. Well, um, we are uh, Ashley and Christopher Bruce. We are with the Bruce Law Firm. Our main offices are in West Palm Beach in Wellington, Florida. We serve um, pretty much all of Southeast Florida from about the Forest Pierce area down to Miami. We have four other attorneys full-time that work with us as part of our practice. And most of what we do are uh, helping clients in divorce cases, usually when the other person is just a difficult person That's a difficult personality. There's a very serious issue with children or there's a complicated financial issue to unwind, especially with business valuations and uh, asset tracing. But that's what we do. We represent men and women, but our our kind of particular um, passion is helping women who are in abusive relationships through the divorce process. We have a great team and we, we love what we do. And we have a lot of books, the resources you're talking about, divorceinformationbooks.com. That's divorceinformationbooks.com. It has all the books that we have. You can um, download them for free. Or if you want them mailed to you, we're happy to do that or send them somewhere where you can pick them up. Um, the more people we help through the, the books, I think the, uh, the better um, everybody is. So it's not something we sell. So take advantage of it, and um, we're always here to help. And our website is brucepa.com.
1: Awesome, thank you so much. Um, and I do have a question in the sense of, we're talking about divorce and you just said that um, difficult people. So when does someone know um, it, maybe we should get divorced? Cause it's, I know it's more than difficult. It's easy when, well, not easy, but um, maybe people have a clearer perception. Uh, maybe I should get divorced when it becomes abusive, you know, when things, yes. But when situations quite on abusive, you know, it's kind of how do you know? That's a
2: great
0: question.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a hard one because you have you have physical abuse and I mean right. you can you can tell that and I mean every now and then I mean somebody has too much to drink and they just don't know what they're doing, but most of the time they do. But the exactly. emotional abuse is that's so much harder. And so many people, it, it's just my heart goes out to them. It's, it's mostly women, but I know it's men and women. They just spend their whole life trying to change somebody, thinking that it's them that's the problem. They want to make things better. And I mean, from I think the people actually could probably add to this. But when I think when you know it's, it, it's enough is enough is when you've been trying a long time, the person blames you for the problem. They say, you're the one that needs a therapist. Go fix yourself. Yeah, that's a constant. When we hear that in in our initial meetings, we usually have a little bit of a clue on who we're dealing with, unless they're the one that truly needs to help. And when they resist therapy, when they don't want to change, when they don't listen, when they continue to put you down, when they do mean things, um, you know, that's usually a pretty good sign when they keep you from... Other people. They don't allow you to have your own relationships. Also and financial
0: control yeah. too.
2: Um, and there's a thing about like doing all that, like sometimes people do that and they don't know what they're doing, and their spouse sits them down and says, Hey, look, this hurts me. And the difference is is do they respond to that or not? Right. I right. think
0: also a way to get into the right answer too is with a therapist. Yeah. Um, right. a lot of times talking talking it through with the therapist, and I, I don't know that a therapist will tell you for sure this is not going to work or you need to go get a divorce they'll kind of i mean help you figure out
1: yeah what's the best for you
0: exactly they would help you kind of lead to you to that answer yourself so you can internally understand Mm -hmm. that
2: this is the right path for me Mm -hmm. i think so and i mean i've heard of a type of account you know counseling that i you may you may do yourself but for people that where there's not really abuse going on they call it discernment counseling people focus on Hey, is this something that's best for both of us to try to fix? Right. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes it's just it's it's not the best, and you know. Right. It's, and it's how do when you have, you
1: know, yeah? How life. do kids kids play in that? Because I know some people think, well, I'm just going to wait till they get 18, and then we get divorced, and the kids well, only four or five. Or... I
0: disagree. I disagree with that, <laughs> just based on personal yes. experience. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you don't want the kids to grow up in, a, in an environment where their parents are, you know, constantly fighting, or one parent, or seeing one parent put the other one down, and that it's okay. Yeah. Uh, you don't want them to learn that type of behavior is okay. Um, yes, it is. Uh, I wouldn't say traumatic, but it is a disruption in a child's life when there's a divorce that's going on. Um, it can be traumatic if both parents. Are fighting over the child and you know alienating the child and not not helping the child transition properly. But I feel strongly that putting putting the child in the right environment um, is is the best thing. And if that's in a household where one you know the mom is living separately from the father and, and they have a fine relationship, just managing the child, that is it. Instead of being in a abusive. Uh,
2: yeah, and I mean, and here's the thing: I don't, I don't, I think a lot of people don't think of if your goal as a parent is to have a close relationship with your kids for the rest of your life, um, and then you know you're gonna have to face the music at some point in time because it's it's I think maybe sometimes just as heartbreaking for you know the the grandmother who's getting divorced to have you know her conniving husband alienate. Mm-hmm you know, the kids and the grandchildren against them, you know, and had that person got divorced twenty years earlier, not only would they have had a chance to have twenty more years of their life where they can live differently, right? They would have given their their children, I think, you know, realistically, a better chance to see how to have healthy relationships and what is not okay. And while that child might have been temporarily affected, um, over the long term, you know, the you know, the disruption would be diminished. You're always going to have to face it. You might as well do it as soon as you can. I think besides situations where a child has one more year left to high school, well, maybe you yeah. should let them finish. But
1: right, definitely. Um, yeah, I love how you put that you should really um, face the music is what you
2: said, which is really, yes. It's, it's hard because there's always, and I, I'm, I do not encourage divorce. That's why we have the website. That's why we know people like you to, to help right. our clients avoid it. But, you know, you can get into a spot of always looking for another reason to delay. And I, I think some people have to realize that's just the, the fear mechanism of trying to avoid conflict, which is how, that's how a lot of us are. We don't want conflict. and You try to put it off and divorce can feel like that because it's outside your comfort zone. Right. Be, be wary of doing that um, if you if you know you need to get out.
1: Yes. Um, we did have a comment on Facebook. I'm Tamara Joy Hunter. She said she's a friend of you guys and how you guys really do um, a unique job of really um, connecting with your clients and trying to do what's best for your clients. Yes. So, as yeah. we're at the um, last part of this segment here, we helped relationships of couples and we give tips so can we start talking about some tips you can give for couples and how they can increase their intimate life with each other with their kids you know um in this type of setting where where, we're quarantined and even starting to break out a little bit
0: um a a couple i'll I'll give you a couple bullet points number one listen like actively listen and react don't just hear what the other person is saying
1: right and um, you do a very good job with that and that it's if everybody's watching it's cuz you actually when you're when he's talking you're actually looking and gazing at his eyes and hearing what he's saying so oh, so yes thank you thank you for that comment that was sweet
0: yes uh,
1: um, the other a couple other
0: areas too i mean um, do what your spouse enjoys or your yeah. significant other enjoys um, you know i when I met him, I didn't. I didn't really like fishing. I, I just pictured it as, you know, guys on the water drinking beer all day. Um, and, you know, I, I've learned to enjoy it. Um, I've learned to actually enjoy it being out on the water and, and everything like that. So don't be adverse to what your spouse, you know, likes. Golf. If, if if they like golf, maybe go to the driving range or something like that with them. Show show them that you're
1: actively involved in their life.
0: Right.
1: Good. Now is a great time to do something different. Like you said, if you Absolutely. haven't tried something with your partner, whether it's playing chess or whatever, try it because we have the time. Yes. yes.
2: Oh, we, oh yeah. And I mean, one thing we did that I thought was really fun. We probably need to you know, do it again. It's a lot of fun. We made a, we called it a love list. I mean, it was all, you were lawyers. You have these yellow page pads and we ripped <laughs> okay. the page off of it. And we wrote down things that we really wanted to do together. And, you know, we didn't do all of them, but it was there, you know, on our refrigerator and we did it. And as we got kids, there was stuff that we did with kids and just finding things that you both really want to do and and trying to do it together. And right now, I mean, you know, nothing's open yet here and on the uh, east coast of Florida. But I mean, you can find things if you think about it. There's always something. you.
0: There's there's ways. You have to be creative a little bit. And it's not necessarily doing wanting to do the things together. It's even something that you want to do on your own. And then including your spouse or your significant other in that activity too, and and the other person being enthusiastic yeah. and you know looking forward to it. It's it's really a matter of outlook, I feel,
1: as well. Yeah, right. And I like, I love that idea of writing down a list and posting it. You know, I'm a believer of vision boards of posting things you want and posting goals and stuff because if you see it, then it's more of a chance that you guys would actually do it. You know, and as you cross it off. Right. And then also
0: planning, like, you know, two weeks out, let's go, I don't know, go stay at a hotel in some other town somewhere. Just do something kind of spontaneous and that would be, you know, that you wouldn't normally do. So that, and then you can cross that off your list Mm -hmm. on the refrigerator so you can visualize, Oh, wow. We're, you know, not only have we had a lot of experiences together, but here's also a couple of things that we never thought we would do that we wanted to do this year, you know, go to, do know like Mount Dora I heard that's a really cool town I'm, yeah. I'm dying to get there you know we haven't done that yet so there's just there's just some things that you know that you can do to really actively be involved in each other
2: absolutely you gotta make the time to do it you do it for your business you do it for everything else you gotta do it together too for, for your relationship or it just won't happen you gotta make the time to, to step back and think and
1: have uh, fun planning together. Good. Good. So Chris, I have a question for you because I know I asked a mom question, but there's a um, dad question and I also see it a lot in therapy where um, a wife has one kid and and definitely by the second kid, um, she's always so busy and then somehow this man here feels like he doesn't get her attention. Yeah. How did you deal with it after two kids and your wife has so much stuff going on?
2: It was tricky. I think it required a lot of communication and I think the biggest thing that, you know, I realized I needed to do more of was basically saying, what can I do? And and, and then following up and saying, no, no, what can I do? Um, and, you know, for her, there was a lot you take on as a mother. Biologically, there's only so many things a man can do in certain situations, but right. there's other areas where you can pick up the slack and help as much as possible and, you know, I think ashley at least our relationship she's she's somebody that you know really she does a lot for other people she does a lot for me so maybe she was more natural to saying you know not saying things that you know really she needed help with so i got
0: it i got it. yeah so i had to kind of
2: dig a little bit more and it's like all right look i'll watch the kids give me the you know the formula or whatever go get your nails done like whatever it is you got to just ask find out what the other person wants and how they can be most help. And yeah, recognize, I mean, if you have two young kids for like a year or two, yeah, may, I mean, maybe there's a period of where like, you're not going to get all, all of the attention and it's never going to be all your attention anymore, but things evolve, you know? So you were persistent in that. Yes. Like,
1: yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You got to get it,
2: ask for a number more than once too, but yeah, yeah you you're going to be be persistent with it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, um, as we're talking about it and, and about the connection and stuff, um, kind of one of the things that you guys have been saying is being persistent, consistent, and mapping out that love you guys have for one another.
2: Yeah, we try, we try. I mean, nothing, nothing goes as planned. I mean, who knew it was going to happen the last two months, but we try to be deliberate about it. I mean, I don't know. We don't always probably know what we're do, what it is that we're doing, but looking at it, like in conversations like that, yeah, you got to, Gotta be persistent and consistent and always try to keep a connection as much as you can i think that's the biggest part of it okay
1: and are you christopher also good at asking for help
2: um probably not as good as i should be okay.
1: um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but i mean for for us i mean it's sometimes at times the business can be overwhelming and you got to say hey look and, i mean can you please do this it might not be something you normally do but the consequence of maybe not doing that is I might have to work all weekend, and then usually we kind of come back to Ashley saying it's a team. We kind of take a step back, divide, divide, redivide, and and then try to conquer it.
1: Okay, so another thing um, that we're gaining from this is you're having to um, sometimes when she set up a schedule, you go back and adjust it according to how things
2: work. Yeah. yeah. Nothing no you can't be rigid. You gotta, about you gotta be it. flexible.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean okay. this, is, this is you got to you gotta roll with the punches a little bit and you know, sometimes we'll miss going out to a promised dinner or something like that, but you'll you'll make it up. I mean you just kinda have to be flexible in your relationship.
1: You know? Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. And I know you have strong support system. Um you've mentioned your mom's and and it is Mother's Day weekend, yeah, yes. It's, it's nice. been, okay. Um which is great that it's coming up, and it's been thankful that you guys have um, strong moms. Do you guys also have a strong group of other couples that you guys associate with that have um, the same?
0: We do. We have some support mm-hmm. um, groups. I mean, support groups, I say, like other friend groups. Um, they're kind of, you know, in bunches. Um, okay. we, we have different groups of friends that we hang out with for different mm-hmm. you know, times in our life.
2: Yeah, it's it's been interesting. A lot of our friends, we all kind of, we we're friends with a lot of lawyers. I don't know how that happened. I guess we we're lawyers, but um, you know, and everybody is having kids at the same time. And then we call kind of scattered as to where we were, but I think we're at the stage of life now through our kids are getting older to be around other kids or meeting their parents and kind of, you know, ma- making new sets of friends. And uh, we have, I think each a couple of really good friends. And um, my, my friends are maybe a little bit more uh, derelict. They didn't settle down yet, but um, we have some good good couples that we get to do things with too, which is fun.
1: Yeah. Great, great, great. It's been truly a pleasure to have you guys on our show. Um, And so let's, um, I would like the audience to know how to reach out to you guys and about all your websites. And can you tell us again about your social media websites and different things? And I think you have a podcast too.
2: Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Bruce com. That's B R U C E pa.com, um, Bruce Law Firm, or you can uh, type in divorceinformationbooks.com, and that kind of feeds into a page of our website. But um, that has most of the information. We're on Facebook as the Bruce Law Firm, and um, I think we've even got a Twitter account hanging out um, out there somewhere. But most of our presence is um, online through our website, where we have a lot of um, our free resources, a lot of videos. We have recordings um, on. Um, you know things like this where we've been the one doing the recording and probably the best resource. I think the most important one is StayMarriedFlorida.com, and uh, it has probably at this point in time, I think about twenty different podcast interviews, a lot of articles written by people who are truly the experts in helping people stay happy in their relationships. And um, you know, it's branched out over time into just how to have fun together. Like this would be a great thing to, to post on there, and. Um, how to get through a divorce when it does happen too? So it's it's a lot of great stuff from the the experts about it. We're just the information aggregators. It's it's really it's the, the people who contributed the content that um uh, really the magic with it. Well,
1: wonderful, wonderful. So on that site also has, like you said, divorce recovery information and it does. Um, yeah. Yes, yes, and a list of counselors of people looking for therapy and and a, a variety yeah. of different
2: resources. That's exact. Yeah, I, that's probably one of the more important things. There's if you're listening to this and needing the, the help um, now, there's uh, throughout Florida um, a great geographical listing of people um, like you. You're on the website that are truly good at what they do. That we've had a chance to meet and um, been very impressed with. And um, you know, our hope is people um, who you know maybe aren't getting the spark you know in their relationship before coming to us they go to people who are the pros like yourself and trying to you know help reignite that spark and reignite that passion and we try and encourage that as much as we can it it can truly change your life
1: yes yes well thank you guys so much for being on the show you have been um wonderful guests that have provided so much information um and i love that how you guys help people in all aspects of the relationships and that you actually are doing it and working it and and doing your best and and thank you guys so much for being on the show
2: thank you so much
1: yeah thank you for having us yes <laughs> this is the bring In intimacy back show where intimacy is real thank you guys bye